Hello there, hockey fans. How you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, right here on UMFM 101.5 uh, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. You can stream us. You can, you know, podcast us however you so desire via the internet. Uh, it's co-host Tom here. I'm with, as always, co-host Jared. We're here to bring you what we're calling Season 6, Episode 7, The Mullen, a.k.a. Joe Mullen. What's that? Our third year in a row doing <laughs> Joe Mullen as our number seven? Yes, that's right. Big, uh, big, big Joe Mullen fans. Here. Yeah, yeah. Jared uh, so kindly pointed out that we've actually done it two years in a row. Let's go for the hat trick. And I love hat tricks, so... We had to do it. And, yep. you know, maybe you maybe over the last over the last year, you know, uh, you've forgotten all your Joe Mullen <laughs> information. <laughs> so we're here to bring it to you again. Um, and uh, yeah. So how how's it going today, Jared, before we get into some some Mullen talk here on Talking Hockey, the hockey talking show? Uh, how's Jared doing this weekend? Uh, feeling better today. It's been kind of a rough week. Uh, I've been on, uh, been on the shelf, so to speak. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I got, uh, another bout of, uh, this little thing called COVID. I don't yeah, know. If maybe you, you've if heard you, of it. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got, got hit with the COVID bug. Uh, ironically one year to the day that I got it for the first time. Uh, so November 1st, uh, next year on November 1st, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm yeah, just, gonna... just like uh, just... preemptively, you yeah. know, take the day off and lay in bed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems it, it, it's like, uh, it's like episode seven, Joe Mullen, right? November 1st. <laughs> it's like my COVID, my COVID yeah. day. Um, yeah. But feeling, feeling good, feeling better, testing negative ready to uh to get into a new week and uh yeah ready to talk talk a little joe mullen i did not get to play any hockey this week which was kind of a bummer yeah. um i had uh missed the tuesday skate because it was halloween and then you know ended up getting sick the next day missed our yeah. garage league game and uh missed the opportunity to sub on friday night so yeah, well, we'll get all into that uh, with our uh, weekly uh, Garage League roundup a little later in the show. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it was good. A uh, couple good skates this week, and uh, later in the show, also we're we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a, a Trans Canada tour. Uh, you know, kind of check in on the seven Canadian teams after approximately 10 games most of the teams have played approximately 10 mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we'll kind of give a, a little update on that um just sort of check in see where teams are how they're doing what's uh, who's hot who's not if you will mm -hmm. um and you know we're got we got some other topics we're going to talk about but let's let's get into this joe mullen business um you know like here's here's my fave joe mullen fact is that he grew up in new york city on manhattan island in hell's kitchen mm -hmm. um which at the time in the in the 50s uh might have been a little rough and tumble you know mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh interestingly enough it's you know it's only um it, it's right by madison square garden right so yeah. um it's 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 uh it's basically like he grew up a block from Madison Square Garden. Basically. And his dad was an employee yeah. at the at the arena. Uh, yeah. Used to used to work on the ice and uh, was a maintenance guy. 
And yeah, so and uh, he, he, Joe didn't start skating until he was like 10 or something, which, you know, for uh, hockey players, I guess, is kind of late. Mm-hmm. Most kids start skating, you know, three, five, whatever age. And uh, but he he took to it. And, um, you know, he you know, he was he was playing roller hockey and street hockey and stuff like that. So the game wasn't like foreign to him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was, so he was American born, obviously being from New York, New York, the, you know, heart of America, if you will. And, uh, he, um, is the very first American player that scored 500 goals and reached a thousand points in his career. He, uh, he played a long time wearing number seven. He, he did have one season not even a full season 37 games with the boston bruins and he wore number 11 reason being seven for the bruins was either occupied by uh ray bork or retired uh, for phil esposito and uh, coincidentally coincidentally phil esposito was the last number seven designated for an episode of talking hockey way back way way back (laughs) way back in season three i think we'll just do joe mullen every year joe mullen you know it's great (laughs) it's great to catch up on on joe mullen um but yeah like as you mentioned uh he wore he wore seven for uh the blues he wore seven for the flames he wore seven for the penguins and yeah. then uh, had to switch to number eleven when uh, when he went to Boston, uh, and he's uh, go he's ahead. got three Stanley Cups as a player, three cups, three cups. Two, he's he's in the two Hall with of Pittsburgh Fame. and one with uh, Calgary, and he's yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame, and you know, up until uh, oh, uh, it was surpassed by. Uh, both Mike Medano and Phil Housley. Uh, uh, Joe Mullen was the uh, preeminent American-born uh, scoring uh, leader in the in mm-hmm. the NHL, and uh, you know he is kind of uh, he's kind of synonymous with uh, U.S. hockey. Uh, in fact, he also uh, at the age of forty-one came out of retirement to play in a qualifying tournament for the U S men's world ice hockey team. Hmm. Uh, So they had finished 12th in the previous year in 1998, and they had to go to a qualifying round to avoid being relegated to the B division. Yeah. As as what a crazy difference uh, a few years really makes, you know, like when you Mm -hmm. think about where team America yeah, is now, is right? Now and has been for the last whatever decade. Yeah. And more. so and so Joe Mullen, uh so the qualifying tournament was played uh prior to the actual tournament. Uh it was held in November. American NHL born players were not available obviously cuz they were playing in the NHL. Joe Mullen, 41 years of age, came out of retirement, pl- played uh, recorded three assists in three games and uh, and helped the U.S. to stay in the top division. Now, I'm just trying to it's take kinda a cool. look. It's kind of cool. I wonder who did they play. So that's the 19, what'd you say, 1999? 1999 squad. And... So, I mean, yeah, fast forward uh, three years to the Salt lake city olympics right yeah the 2002 olympics they were in salt lake am i correct in that you are correct in that and was the final not u.s and canada no that that is also uh no my memory's a bit spotty there well you know it's, it's that was tough. a long time ago <laughs> it, 20 it years was ago. it was a very very <laughs> long time ago yeah uh yeah no you got me uh here's the fun here's the fun uh fact for you um so joe mullen's nickname given to him by penguins play-by-play announcer mike lang uh his nickname given to him was slippery rock joe because he's kind of he's kind of kind of a greasy player (laughs) i 
guess. Uh, you know, he was uh shifty, right? He's a yeah. he's a slippery guy. Um, yeah. I just uh, you know, nicknames like Slippery Rock Joe. They really tickle my funny bone. I like it. Sure. Um, I, I, you know, and Mike Mike Lang also is a real beauty. He's a, he's an all timer in terms yeah. of uh announcers the, uh, and whatnot. The announcers, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Well, you know what? We might have a little announcer rant later. Mm-hmm. But we'll get uh, into that in the second segment, maybe. One of the things that I always remember about Joe Mullen, uh, and it's obvious, uh, it's become kind of uh, kind of a hot topic uh, as of late with um, the tragic death of of Adam Johnson. Yeah. Was Joe Mullen always wore like the football style? Yeah, neck, neck guard. Right? So like, I don't know that he always wore it, but he certainly wore it for a while. Yeah. And that little while that he wore it was like in the prime of my hockey card collecting days back in the early 90s. Yeah. And so like to me, he always wore it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I don't know if that was because of an injury that he had sustained previously to his neck uh or what the deal was with like with that like um but certainly uh you know you go through your google image search and the 1991 pro set uh cards which are some of my favorite in existence Mm -hmm. um that's a year that pittsburgh won the cup you know they won the back-to-back cups 91 92 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh so Mullins card in that series, he's got the football style neck guard, like the O lineman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um and uh yeah, he's got the Stanley Cup patch on the jersey. Um yeah, it's a it's a great card. It is a I'll great share an card. image of it on our Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show Instagram, which is uh at Talking Hockey Podcast. So Check us out there. Um, Did you know, though, like number seven, pretty. uh, It's a pretty iconic number. Pretty iconic number, like with a lot of sort of old timey guys, if you will. A lot Um, of real real good players. Yeah, uh, like including uh, the one guy. And I mean, maybe you're going to mention him, but another U.S. hockey legend, the pride of Roseau, Minnesota, Neil Broughton. Hmm. No, I wasn't going to mention him. I was thinking like even more old timey with guys like Joe Malone and uh, Ted Lindsay and like, you know, guys that you only know the name of. Not all all time, all time great NHL name. Dick, Dick Duff. (laughs) Um, You know, Lanny McDonald wore number seven. Paul Coffee, um, Paul Coffee wore number Paul seven. Paul Coffee, Ray Bork, Tim Horton wore number seven. Chris Chelios. Uh, did you know Tim Hortons has pizza now? Yeah, I don't care. I didn't know that, but somebody that's told me the, that this weekend, and I that, thought, huh? That, huh why would seems, I ever get pizza from them? That seems like a really bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Phil Esposito, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. Rod Gilbert, Chris Chelios. Uh, you know, we're talking. Bill Barber, that guy had some great hockey hair. Yeah, yeah, now and he's, he wore he's bef- he, Bill Barber. I was just gonna say he's before my time, but in my research on hockey hair, uh, my yeah. extensive research, yes, I, uh, I've come across Bill Barber. Bill and Barber, his- he he had the great hockey hair, and he also wore the. Uh, there's a couple of good cards of him with the Flyers wearing the uh, the long the pants. pants, the oh, long yes. the, the Cooper Alls. Love those pants. Um, One of yeah, your favorites. So- Radko Gudis. Oh yeah, was Radko. Where, where, yeah, where yeah. number seven last year in his uh, all-time great uh, hockey picture. Yeah, one of my one of my obscure '90s favorites wore number seven. Curtis Lashishin. Curtis Lashishin. <laughs> yeah, he played for the Nordiques and the Whalers. And then looking at his uh, you know stats here, I'm like, oh okay, he played for a bunch of other teams. But I like kind of just remember him as a Nordique and then you know a Whaler. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he won a cup with Colorado in the nineties. And uh, anyway, he, he did. Yeah. yeah. He, he was uh, just like a stay at home defenseman as far as I can remember. And mm-hmm. 
just, he was re- eh? I was just gonna say his name just like when you get those hockey cards and you see his name like Curtis Lashishan it just like I, I was drawn to it <laughs> he was uh he was an excellent video game defenseman in yeah. Sega NHL 94 and 95 <laughs> He Absolutely. he was a good good stay at home stay at home yeah. guy. Yeah. Um a, a pack a pack of Martins, Paul Martin, Pitt Martin. Yeah, former and... Prime Minister Paul Martin. <laughs> Pitt Pitt Martin. That's and, a good old time hockey name. And Rick Martin, who played on uh line with uh Gilbert Dion in yeah. uh in uh, uh Buffalo. Uh how the Mer- French connection? That was the French connection, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Howie Morenz. Yeah, Howie Morenz. That was the other old, really old time legend that I was trying to think of earlier. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you talk about the NHL's early superstars, like Howie. He was the man, and didn't. Now, now I'm gonna, like, I'm doing this, you know, without any research. But didn't Howie Morenz tragically die? He broke his leg in a game, and then it like never. You know, we're talking the 1920s or whatever here. And like infection and stuff in the hospital from the broken leg. And then eventually he ended up passing away from it. I could be completely wrong about no, that. Folks, no, no. I, I, I've, I've just looked this up and okay. Howie Morenz died from complications of a broken leg, an injury yeah. that he suffered in a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. Absolutely wild. But I mean, like he was he was a high flying superstar for the for whatever. Like what 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 years are we talking there for Howie Marins? Like that's, you know, like the 20s, the 30s. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He played. Yeah, he played from 23, 24 through 36, 37. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, that's the this year's edition of uh, okay. of, of talk talking Mullen. Talking uh, Mullen. You know what we need to do though? I'll just give you the quick, quick rundown of Mullen's sort of accomplishments okay. uh, or his the Coles notes of his stats. So we got Joe Mullen, one thousand sixty-two career regular season games, five hundred two goals. 1,063 career points, uh, plus 167. He's a three-time Stanley Cup winner. He's a two-time Lady Bing uh, trophy winner. He's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, inducted in uh, the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Which was... Uh, Only a good... couple years after he finished uh, playing. Yeah. And um, maybe the same year that he uh, went out and skated for Team USA. Could have been <laughs> no year after. Okay, yeah, year after. Same just year cementing, as... just cementing his status as a Hall of Famer, basically. Yeah, just he's so... like, if you weren't going to vote for me before, well, you got to now. Yeah, same year as uh, Denny Savard. Ah, uh, Denny. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to throw to a song here. We're going to throw to a song by a band called Eat Lead Tracy. It's a song called Younger, Cooler, Hotter. Uh, this is a band from Toronto, Nova Scotia. Uh, you might say, listeners, you might say, uh, co-host Tom, aren't you from Toronto, Nova Scotia? Uh, it's true, listeners, I am, and uh, these guys are friends of mine. So, uh, but, <laughs> so, the, but so there you go. <laughs> so there you go. But no, uh, this is a great song, and uh, these guys um, only, I think, you know, like they they've only played. Uh, a handful a small handful of shows they did a small maritime uh tour maybe uh but they only play in pizza parlors or at least <laughs> they um really <laughs> like 95 percent of their shows are pizza parlors <laughs> so that's amazing they could come play bulldogs in on main here i guess right so that's fantastic yeah all right so without any further ado here's e-led tracy and their song younger cooler hotter
All right, that was Eat Lead Tracy with their tune, Younger, Cooler, Hotter. That's off their uh, debut album, Ravana. Ravana, if you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, it's the name of a pizza joint in Churro. Uh, <laughs> These guys like pizza. They like pizza, right? They're, they're Who the, doesn't? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know. I thought about having pizza for supper tonight, and then I was like, no, I've already had pizza like twice this uh in the last you know five days um anyway that's besides the point what we're gonna do now jared is we're gonna take a little trip across canada we're gonna get in our uh we're gonna get in our vehicle and we're gonna hit the trans canada highway we're gonna start off in montreal quebec la belle provence uh we're gonna dip into la banquise for a poutine we're gonna go down to the pool hall for uh, another poutine uh, and and then we're gonna take in Habs practice over in Longueuil. Uh, before you know, heading downtown for another Bell Center, the hub of hockey in Canada, in my opinion. I don't know. People like to say Toronto is, you know, being here in Winnipeg. I'd like to think that Winnipeg is a very hockey crazy city, and we are. And the prairies are so hockey. Uh, culture ingrained, you know, a lot of outdoor hockey, a lot of hockey. But in Montreal, it's just, especially just with their team, right? With the Habs, mm-hmm. it's something else. And if you've never been, folks, you got to go. Uh, it's amazing. And um, like, you don't even need to go to the Bell Center. Just go to Montreal and on a game day, go somewhere like a bar or whatever to watch. It's uh, it's fun. Um, anyway. We're going to do a little Trans-Canada tour and kind of touch on each of the Canadian teams and check in with them and see how they're doing. And uh, Jared, would you would it be fair to say that maybe Montreal has uh, surprised a little bit out of the gate to start Uh, the season? I I think uh, I would definitely say that they have surprised, Um, you know. They've got not a high lot, expectations for them. Not high expectations. I mean, I think that, you know, coming into the season, uh, obviously they've got a lot of young players yep. um, in the lineup. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of a byproduct of being pretty bad for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? The Habs have been okay. They are currently uh, five, four, and two. Uh, they've yeah. got. 12 points through 11 games. Um, you know, they ha- are... Uh, They've uh, lost three in a row, unfortunately, right now. I mean, unfortunately, depending on which way you kind of come at the Habs, right? Like, I'm a right. I'm a bit of a Habs fan. Uh, so, unfortunately, they've lost three in a row. But, you know, I, I, I've been pleasantly surprised with the team this year. And I like... I like the makeup. I like the, mm-hmm. I like the players, you know? It's a good mix. Um, yeah. They've got some players that I really like. Um... I think if we were to kind of give them a quick thumbs up or thumbs down, I'd give them a thumbs up. Um, yeah, for sure. Nobody, yeah. nobody can kind of uh, really expected no. uh, Montreal to to sort of be it, uh, be much this year. And no, and it, it held sucks. their own. It sucks for them that Kirby Doc was injured in what the first, second game, something like that. Second game, and is done for the season. Like you know, the ACL, the MCL. They just mm-hmm, exploded mm-hmm. or whatever happened. I don't know. And that is a major injury and that sucks. Um, yeah. You know, and, uh, but it's hockey. And so it's going to be next man up. And, uh, you know, they, they have guys that they need to get going. Like Josh yeah. Anderson, love him. Uh, I don't think he's got a point yet this year. Um, Yuri no. Slavkovsky, number one pick from what was that? 2022. Yeah. Uh, well, he yes. scored his first goal of the year last night, uh, yeah. Saturday night. Uh, yeah. Listeners were recording this on Sunday night, uh, FYI. Um, so Slavkovsky, I mean, he's no Connor Bedard. <laughs> Connor no. Bedard's got five goals this year already. Slavkovsky's got four in his career. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but that said, you see glimpses there and you yeah. think, okay, all right, yeah. There's a lot of debate about whether or not he should be in the AHL, the NHL, whatever. Uh, and the the Anaheim Ducks are kind of doing the same thing with their Carlson fella that was a high draft pick, where mm, he's getting sheltered, but he's in the NHL, but he's not really, you know, they've healthy scratched him, whatever, right? Like, 
and some people think, well, maybe he should just play all the time in the AHL. But um, I guess there's something to be said about being around the NHL team all the time and having yep. NHL uh, training and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, you know, you know who's been been good for Montreal uh, is uh, Cole Caulfield. Yeah, 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 he is. He he's, looks dangerous uh, every single time he's got the puck. Yeah, eleven points in eleven games, uh, yeah. and uh, I've liked uh, particularly in the. Uh, I really kind of noticed him in, in the game against the Jets that went to overtime in the three on three was uh, Caden Gooley uh, yes. on defense. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, so he's, he's yeah, the, really good. Yeah, he is. He is. He was the WHL um, defenseman of the year, maybe, or MVP of the playoffs or something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he's a very solid player and he's going to be a beauty, I think. Um, He's already kind of turning into one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Montreal, um, they have a very young blue line. Um, They have uh, a guy named Justin Barron, who's Morgan Barron's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger brother, I believe. Yep. Um, and he's he's a pretty decent defenseman. They got that Jordan Harris guy. Um, uh, Wi-Fi. W- Wi-Fi, uh, who leads yeah. the league in penalty minutes. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I really, I quite enjoy that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've got a nice, uh, they've got nice pieces. They're rounding into form. I think realistically, they're a couple years away from being a team that makes any noise. They're going to have to figure out their goalies. Yeah. Let's head on down to Ottawa. Let's go see Ottawa. Not much so, to talk, not much to talk about in Ottawa because they are, I would say, severely disappointing thus far. And yeah, their on ice product, uh, off ice. I mean, there's all kinds of top, but you know, yeah, but like the, they're, um, they were expected to like, yeah, well, take it, take a bit of a leap. I think year. they're below 500 right now. Four and six. Uh, that they are four and six. They are last eighth place out of eight teams in the Atlantic Division. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, they've struggled now. Not where they want to be. They've also uh, been hit with the injury uh, yeah. injury bug. Uh, Shabbat is out for Thomas mm-hmm. Shabbat is out for, I think, what, six to eight weeks. Um, Yikes. Yeah. So there's all that. Like, I thought that. I thought this was would be maybe their year. And, you know, it's early. Maybe it mm-hmm. still might be. Apparently, and I heard this stat on Hockey Night in Canada, uh, the Senators are, like, in the last several years, they're, like, five wins and 20 losses in the month of November. Like, November is just their Achilles heel. They can't not, do it. It's not a good month for them. Yeah, it kills the rest of their season. So let's give Ottawa a thumbs down right now. <laughs> I mean, interestingly enough, uh, they are, like I said, in the basement. They've got mm. a plus. They've got a plus three goal differential. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think that you know, like they spent some money in the offseason. They signed Tarasenko. Yeah. They signed Corpusalo. Uh, people thought that you know they added a couple of key pieces. Chikrin last year at the at the trade deadline. Yeah. But uh, decent and they're they've been in games. They're not getting blown out like San Jose or anything, but they just haven't been able to win games, which is what you want to do. Yes, definitely. Um, Should we thumbs uh, down? Thumbs down. Do you want to talk? You want to talk? What's that other team from uh, Ontario? People. Yeah. yeah, In the in the big smoke Hogtown, you got the map laughs. Uh, Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, ladies and gentlemen, maybe uh, you've maybe you've, you've tuned into <laughs> Sportsnet or TSN one time or two, and maybe they've talked about them there. We yeah. won't really give them much airtime here, just because you can listen to uh, anything about the Leafs anywhere without even wanting to. But the the talk lately, the in the last several days, is all about how you know they they've got no response to um when things get physical and i mean mm-hmm. like newsflash right <laughs> could have told you that like three years ago or whatever yeah. um you know and so the leafs are actually on a bit of a losing streak right now right four in a They've row lost four, four in a row yeah sky's they didn't get falling points in, in two of those but uh yeah the sky is falling and they're five four and two so they have the exact same record as um 
Montreal. Yeah. Um, they're a couple goals better and a couple goals against better. And, you know, uh, unsurprisingly, um, they continue to be a very top heavy team. Yeah. Uh, the, the big four, Nylander, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, yeah. all double digits in points. But the big offseason signings, right? They went out, they got Max Domi, they got Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, they got uh, John Klingberg, they got uh, uh, Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves currently <laughs> in 11 games and then i know he's not being brought in for his offense he has no points he's a minus 8 and yeah. uh you know he's well, only in, got in, he's only got 12 penalty minutes too he's not even like yeah. scrapping so yeah wifi beat him up in the first game of the season but which in, is pretty funny <laughs> in in uh i mean it was hardly a much of a tilt but anyway yeah, yeah. In last in Saturday night's Leafs Sabers game, the Leafs go out and score a goal to like tie the game or something or take the lead maybe or whatever, and then uh, Coach Sheldon Keefe puts the fourth line out on the next shift. What do the Sabers do? Uh, they go the other way. Jeff Skinner goes and blasts one top cheddar and knots uh, it back up or whatever. So there's one of Ryan Reeves's dash eights or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. that's just been the story of the season. And and I mean, Ryan Reeves, noted uh, talker, you know, the guy loves to, loves to fl- uh, you know, flap the old yap trap there. Um, and he's been doing it his entire career. The only problem is now he does it in Toronto and we have to hear every single thing he says. So he's out there uh, talking to the media about how, oh, uh, Brad Marchand better lock out. Well, buddy, you didn't do a thing uh, during the game. You're not going to do a thing in the next time you see the Bruins because you're not you're on the he's on the bench. Ninety uh, percent of the time. game was he get five minutes a game. And even mm-hmm. if he's out there when Marchand's line is on, uh, they're just going to go and score a goal on the Leafs. And yep. I don't know that Reeves could even catch up to Brad Marchand. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, you know. Uh, but it's been the talk of the uh, national hockey media, the so-called mm-hmm. national hockey media, the experts, if you will, Jared. Uh, they're they're on the Leafs' case about being uh, too soft. Um, but I mean, just think of like what was that in the playoffs or something? And somebody was in Austin Matthews's face, and he just like you know like did that little laugh thing or whatever. He gets other people to fight his battles, like Rasmus uh, Sandin that got traded to Washington. He mm-hmm. had to fight for Matthews a couple times. Like Giordano's had to fight for Matthews. Like, come on, man. You know, I'm not saying drop the mitts all the time, but just keep stick- your glove on and stick your stink mitt right in somebody's <laughs> right face. In his like, face. Just yeah. engage. Like, yeah. look engaged. Do yeah. something. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. I hate the Leafs, so I'm not going <laughs> to... You know, <laughs> really, I'm not going to give Austin Matthews advice on how to whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so uh, let's unsupp- leave Toronto. <laughs> unsurprisingly, we'll give the yeah. Leafs a thumbs down. Just yeah. just on principle, really. Like, on, just on principle, but also four game losing streak. They're barely over 500. Okay. Couldn't happen to know. a nicer bunch. That's it's right. great. It's <laughs> great. Uh, so uh, moving moving west, uh, a team that. Uh, you know, if you listen to the show, thank you very much. Um, we talk about these guys every week. Your Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You they're know, they're another team with a 5-4-2 and two record. So, you know, right there with Montreal and Toronto. However, yeah. I would dare to say that Winnipeg's 5-on-5 five five play is uh, light years ahead of Toronto's at this point. Yes. Um. Winnipeg's problem has been their special teams. Yes. Uh, in one word, atrocious. Like yes. the penalty kill, not so good. The power play, not so good. Um, although I think they did get a power play marker the other night or day uh, against Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Nino Niederreiter, one of his three on the night, was a was a PPG. Uh, nice deflection there. And yeah, um, yeah so like they, the Jets... Um, they need to find a little bit of consistency and they need to get those special teams performing. Well, well, and, and so you said like the penalty kill, the penalty kill has been atrocious. It's 30th yeah. in the league. Uh, they've given up 11 goals. Uh, the power play 25th in the league 
and yeah. uh, has only scored five uh, five PP uh, PPIs in uh, in the first ten games, and that's with the Jets getting uh, an extra minute and twenty seconds on the power play per night uh, over the power or over the penalty kill. Mm. Um, they need to take advantage of it, and I think you know what, like it's rough, it is rough. Uh, the thing that I will say about about the Jets is that. Uh, they've had a pretty balanced attack and they've gotten mm-hmm. some goals from uh, unsuspecting places. You know, depth, like ma- the depth yeah. has been scoring. Yeah. You've had your Mason Appleton's chipping in. You've had, I mean, Nino. you know, Peter Riders on a heater now. You've had Namastenkov's doing some stuff out there. Like Cole um, Perfetti. Cole Perfetti's kind of taking a bit of a step up. He's only got yep. one goal, but he's got seven helpers. Yep. I have follows been uh, exactly what we thought. Uh, was mm-hmm. going to be a great addition and unfortunately you know like the big the big addition from that trio of yeah, Kings the Ga- players, Gabriel Velarde he's yeah you know he got hurt three games he, in so and and that and that was a tough break but um I guess as we alluded to earlier with Colt Kirby Doc his season's over because of that knee injury luckily for Velarde it was a sprain and not yeah anything worse and he figures to be back in the mix you know he's, he's currently tra- he's currently traveling with the team uh yeah. and uh so you know hopefully he's back back in and honestly i i'm not going to give him a thumbs up i'm not going to give him a thumbs down they the jets are who they are and yeah. uh you know they're just could, jerting along yeah just <laughs> just being the, I, the most winnipeg jets that they can be yeah I will say one more thing about the Jets. Uh, so they bring in Laurent Brassois to be the backup this year. And when they signed him, there was still questions of, is Hellebuck going to be there? Are they trading him and whatever? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Hellebuck signs the extension. But you still think, okay, well, surely Brassois is going to take a bunch of, not a bunch of games, but he's going to play more games to bring Helly's numbers down. Well, to this point in the season, uh, Brossois only played twice. So, yeah, you know, it's early. Maybe we'll see a bit more of a regular rotation. Uh, I think personally, I would, I would like to see that. I just think it would work better over the long run, but what do I know? Um, let's head West. Uh, would you like to go to Calgary or Edmonton? Well, it doesn't really matter because they've both been disappointing. Yeah, we're giving uh, thumbs down to both of them. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the Kings, or, or sorry, the Kings, the Flames have been uh, one of the biggest uh, disappointments this year. Uh, yeah, I think and- there was a lot of questions about the Flames because there was so much turnover. Uh, sure. You know, from players to coach to GM to whatever. But there was also like renewed optimism because they were like, well, you know, uh, Daryl Sutter's gone. This will free up Huberto and, you know, uh, maybe the offense starts flowing. The offense has not started flowing. That said, the last two, three games, maybe a little bit. And they did this weekend. They broke their six game losing streak. So that's good. Um, But the Flames, I've watched two or three of their games and um they don't look good no hubert like they, they don't look good through 11 games huberdo and nazim kadri combined for 11 points so a point per game between the two of them hmm. each one of them are a minus 12 that's rough and that they're making a mid, good. right? So you need yeah. those players to now. Now this is a whole another argument, and I mean, it was Brad Trey Living, now Toronto's GM, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. signed them to Calgary's to the deals they're with, with, uh, with Calgary. To to me, Huberto and Kadri are mm-hmm. very good role players in 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 their kind of role, not as kind of. like the front and center core piece guys right and in calgary it's almost like they're expected to be oh no they're 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 top top line talent exactly so i think that's the problem is just the uh you know they're not they they need to have somebody else who's a bit more of a take the load on and then 
Huberto and Kadri couldn't excel in their particular roles. But, um, you know, maybe it's just settling into things. I don't know. But they've mm-hmm. not been good so far. So thumbs down for Calgary. You go, you head up the old, uh, what is it, the QE2 or whatever the highway is called? Yeah. QEW or whatever it is. It's about an hour and a half north. Yeah. And you head on up to Edmonton. Uh, beautiful city. Uh, you know, historic hockey team. Uh, currently, uh, two, terrible. Currently, terrible currently two seven and one. And <laughs> they've got arguably the two best players in the world on their team. Uh, yeah. Both have gone stone cold. And... Well, and to be fair, you know, McJesus got hurt against the yeah. Jets, and yeah. uh, who knows? Who knows if he's he's back up he's to snuff? Probably not a hundred percent. But hey, big surprise! You know what the problem in Edmonton has been? They're goaltending. Yeah, Guess exactly. what? The goaltending in Edmonton sucks. Yeah. And for the last anybody could have told you that for how long has it been since Edmonton had a good goalie? Yeah, I mean, like it's funny because they've had guys like Cam Talbot come through. They've had, you know, like they've had guys, but the, for whatever the, reason, the old guy who was the old guy, Mike Smith, was it yeah, Mike, Mike Smith? Smith yeah. He was okay. Actually, he was. You know. That, yeah. Right now, Oilers fans are like longing for the days of Mike Smith. They couldn't. They couldn't wait to get rid of him towards the end of his career there. But yep. I'll tell you right now, they're looking in the rearview mirror, saying, "God, we had it so good with Mike Smith." Yeah. Um. And looking- you know, like Stuart Skinner had an incredible rookie season last year, and I like Skinner. Um. He rocks a mustache. Uh. You know, he seems like a nice guy. He's not been great this year. And Je- uh, what's his name? Campbell. Um, I don't know. They got to they gotta do something with that goaltending situation. I don't know good. what it is, but they're, you know, the Oilers are hooped if they don't. Uh, I'll tell you that much, but. Yeah. Thumbs uh, down. Thumbs down. And, and so I think uh, to, to go to the final team, probably the most impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Canadian I mean, team and and the Vancouver chance, Canucks are flying. I don't think you would have said that uh, at the beginning of the year that that the Vancouver Canucks were going to be no. the top Canadian team, but currently they are eight two and one and uh, sit second in the Pacific Division, and that's because they're uh, in the same division as Vegas, who has yet to lose in yeah. uh, regular times. Vegas so, is just rolling. I'll yeah. tell you what, but you know, Vancouver, um, they have been playing very good hockey. Their only loss in their last five games was an OTL to the New York Rangers, who are one of the top teams in the league. The Rangers are, you know, they're really good, uh, mm-hmm. but Vancouver also really good They're So last year, Va- Vancouver, um, Demko was so so and then Mm -hmm. he got hurt and he missed a whole lot of time and the goaltending situation in vancouver was not not good good. no look at their goals against this year 22 so far in 11 games that's really good well then you look at their goals for they're up to almost 50 and you know petterson's just been uh, he's 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 tied with hughes for league lead and scoring yeah uh so so Elias Pettersson just lighten her up, boys. And then yep. you got Quinn Hughes and uh, Philip Heronic on the back end, who uh, uh, overheard on the old Hockey Night in Canada, Ron McLean or one of them uh, was saying, best D pairing in the league right there. Uh, who am I to argue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but um, they're... They're doing it. They're, the Canucks are doing it. They got Tyler Myers at a plus nine right now. Well, that's and that's the thing is that um, the guys that they pay to score, Pedersen, JT Miller, Brock Besser are all scoring. Kuzmenko is scoring, uh, and then they've got they've got some nice role guys. You know, they went and they they got Sam Lafferty from the Leafs. Yeah. just just before he's fit in good. Right. I bet you Toronto would love to have a guy like oh, him. Would they ever? But I right? guess that was a salary cap thing or something. Right. So oh, they got Ian Cole, that steady defenseman who on the weekend against the Stars, man, did he ever lower the boom on Matt Duchesne? That was a nice body check. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Cole, I think he's played for Tampa. He's played for Carolina. I don't even know. He's Pittsburgh. been around. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, just a. Uh, 
He's a steady as she goes kind of guy. Yeah, stay at home defenseman. Every team needs him. And mm-hmm. you mentioned the goaltending. Thatcher Demko, probably best goalie in the NHL so far this year. Right? I would he, agree with that. He's yeah leading, leading the league in wins. Uh, yeah. He is he is top five in every uh, statistical category mm-hmm. for the only tenders. The only other guys I would put right up there with them are Shesterkin and yep. the two Boston guys, Allmark and Swayman. Yep. Yeah. Sure. But those two split time, right? And yeah. and and Demko's the man pretty much every night for the Canucks. Yeah. Georgie F two has been yeah good. yeah and and Demko made a save against Dallas with the glove. Looked like it was a sure goal, and you know I'm watching uh, the game. Couldn't believe it. Had to rewind it. I was like, did I just what? You know, and then they showed the highlight five times as well. So, but no, that was something else. And and the Canucks are rolling. So we're I'm I'm enthusiastically giving the Canucks two thumbs up. I just Double need them thumbs. to wear double thumbs. I need them to wear those black. You know, you oh. know the ones, the nineties. Really? Uh see the flying skate. I- that's, yeah, well, and what? Uh, hey, on. hey, no, like okay. Do I like that one? <laughs> sure, but I that flying skate brings a lot of bad memories for me. Like going and seeing the Jets play right. Vancouver yeah. at the old barn. You got your Pavel uh, Bure's coming to town, and Bure, McGillney, um, Linden. The steamer Stan Smeal, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gino, Gino Ojic, rest Dave in peace. Babich. Dave Babich. Um, Kirk McLean, kick save and a beauty. Harold Snaps. Yeah. Those snaps. those jerseys uh, evoke bad memories, and I love those bl- the blue green mm-hmm. with the with the hockey stick, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just it's so simple and so classic, but it yeah, is. okay. They've got some. They got as long as they stay away from the the orca. One, the Todd Bertuzzi era Orco on, yeah, was. Yeah, 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 or uh, the Flying V from the early eighties. Yeah, no, even those were kind of. I mean, the throwback cool. one that would be kind sure. of fun. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no Canucks. Uh, I don't know, pretty cool. Pretty cool. If you're a Vancouver <laughs> Canucks fan, good for you. Your yeah, team. Your team looks good. Hopefully, they can keep it up, but not. You know. Hopefully they don't keep it up at this level. Yeah. Uh, That's about um, all the time we got for this segment, I think, though, eh? Yeah, we ran long. We definitely yeah, ran long. I'm not long. surprised. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> Way she goes. Way she goes. Yeah. Uh, so let's throw to a song. We've got another good song for you. That's what we do here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. Uh, we uh, we talk hockey, and then we uh, play some cool songs. Uh, we love our CanCon. And we've got another CanCon beauty for you. Um, this is a band from Halifax. Oh, I just noticed two bands from Nova Scotia today. And um, you're wearing a sweatshirt. It says Maritimes on it's it. It's true. It's true. So uh, letting the roots show. Um, but <clears throat> this is a band called Out of Controller. They're from Halifax, Nova Scotia. They've been around for a long time. They're kind of veterans of the scene, if you will. Um, they just put out a new EP. The new EP is called Scratch the Surface. Is that what it's called? Just a Scratch. Just a Scratch. Sorry. My bad. Mm -hmm. Um, That was going to be my segue is we're just scratching the surface. But uh, anyway, this is Out of Controller with Just a Scratch here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show.
right, that was just a scratch by Oda Controller right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. That's UMFM. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our weekly Garage League of Hockey Roundup, the, the weekend update, if you will. Um, so, of course, the Garage League is a uh, recreational hockey league that both Jared and I play in. We're on the same team. Um, whoop, whoop. as, as Jared alluded to earlier, he was on the, uh, the sick bay this week. So he did not play. Um, I was at our game. We had the Thursday night game, uh, Thursdays and Saturdays are game nights for garage league. And, uh, yeah, the, our team, the winter club seals, we came out with the victory. It was a four, three win over, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call them our biggest rivals the uh the spare parts um why are they I, a bigger rival than the other two teams uh just because i feel like <laughs> <laughs> um i put on putting you on the spot yeah no i just i think that, that we had that one game with them that was like hotly contested it was a little heated it was a little uh, heated you know but the beauty here ladies and gentlemen here's the beauty of garage league that was a hotly contested game there were there were words. Um, yeah, yeah. But here's the beauty of the garage co-host league. Co-host Tom might have yelled at somebody. No, it was good though. No, not not him. Uh, but here's here's the beauty of garage league is that uh, you know in the parking lot afterwards, hands were shaken, uh, fists were bumped. Yeah. Now we go ahead and play them again two weeks later, and yeah. uh, nary an incident. Nary. Everybody was on their best behavior. It was good, hard, fast hockey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the beauty of it. So um, you don't have to worry, you know, like it, it, in, sure. other, in go, other leagues that we've played in, I think that you'd probably be looking over your shoulder a bit, right? Like, yeah, that's uh, fair. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you yeah, know, it was a good win. It was a big win. And uh, we were able to hold on. I think we were, I think we went up early and then they, and then they tied right away. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of went back and forth. Uh, they and then right here's here's the TSN turning point. Uh, Thirty seconds remaining in the second period, we're in a tie game, two two, and uh, we cough it up or whatever. I I don't even actually have a memory of how the goal happened, but they scored with thirty seconds left, and uh, you know we're like, oh man, you know we were looking good all period. Well. Uh, the, with, with two seconds left, we were able to, to get up back on the board. Our team captain, Vince beautifully set up, uh, Jeff, the Jeff de Rakidney, de Rakidney. Can we just uh, call him the rock? The, the rock. rock. Yeah. Jeff, Je- the rock. Yeah. Captain Vince sets up the rock, uh, in the slot who rips a shot home five hole later, uh, he acknowledges that he completely whiffed on the shot, but <laughs> but it went in and tied the game with two seconds left. And then in the third player, third period, we kind of just kept at it. Yeah. Uh, banged home a greasy, greasy one. Brad uh, Svistrup there. Uh, we played his band song last week. He got the game winner on a, on a bit of a rebound kind of whacking away at it or whatever happened. He put, and, he uh, put, the, he put the game on spice, uh, as it, <laughs> as it were, eh? as it were. Ah! And, and, uh, I like it. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. And we, we were able to hold on. We kind of, you know, buckled down defensively after that. And, uh, they pulled the goalie. I blocked a shot with my toe. I don't recommend doing that folks. Uh, it really hurt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then um, the Saturday night game, uh, I, I was unable to attend. You were under the weather, uh, so n- neither of us can really speak to it. However, Le Mitem Alad, they came out with the victory 5-2 over Busta Twines. And, uh, you know, the, the Mitem Alad, they're rolling. I think you could, you could go ahead and say they're rolling. They've got they're four a- wins in a row now. Four-game heater. Yeah, they're tops of the league at uh, five wins, one loss. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're a good team. Uh, we we we've only had I think the one game against them, two, um, two oh, so far. Two. Okay, yeah, and uh, uh, but yeah, no, they they've been close games, and uh, 
So we'll see them again soon, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. uh, they, so, uh, yeah. yeah. What I was going to say is, so with uh, the game last night, it officially marks uh, one third of the way through the season. So uh, we play an 18 game schedule. And so we've played each team twice now. Uh, and so uh, we are... Uh, two and zero against the spare parts. We are one and one against Busted Twines and one and one against uh, Les Mits. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been good thus far. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, uh, we don't have a game this week. No, that's right. There's a, a bye week. Day. A bye yeah. week. That's right. Yeah. And then, um, and then there will be a doubleheader a couple double headers later in the season to sort of yes. make up for the various bye weeks because uh remembrance day the rink is closed um and then there's another one maybe for christmas or something like that apocalypse apocalypse right yeah. yes so which is later in february so uh and that'll be just before garage league playoffs but um yeah no the the i think the the, the league's in in uh, a good rhythm right now. Like teams are playing pretty well. You know, we've I've seen almost every game this season so far, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's so I, I've kind of been getting the scouting on each team or whatever. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, each team has its strengths and uh, I will say weaknesses. Like, and you you just have to it, it always depends on you know who can make it to the game right yep. like if if you're missing a key cog like uh, busted twines we're missing star player johnny lambert lambo was uh was mia uh this weekend i'm sure uh for good reason but uh you they could have used them probably they, they, yeah a guy them, like right? that who couldn't use them right like he's yep. a great player so um yeah it, it it uh it depends week to week but that said like you know, you look at our team, the Seals, the Winter Club Seals. Uh, I'd say we're a puck possession team. We we're not gonna we're not the fastest team. We're not gonna burn anybody. But uh, you know, the the Mitamalad, oh boy, they got some guys who can wheel and deal there. Yep. So it's all about containing their you know rush or whatever. So uh, we're gonna uh, we're yeah. gonna head down on Thursday, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, if everything comes to plan. Uh, we're gonna uh, oh, yeah, try well, and get you get some, get you some real good audio. This we'll week. have some premium content next yeah. week for you. Yeah, so you're gonna want to come back for that. Yeah. Um, before we get going, uh, we got one more song, mm -hmm. uh, appropriately called yeah. "The Final Word" uh, by uh, local uh, country aficionado Sean Burns uh, from a brand new record called "Lost Country." Uh, definitely check it out. It is covers of. Uh, a bunch of songs from unheralded and unknown artists from Canadian country uh, history. And so uh, Sean Burns is a, a bit of a musicologist. And uh, yeah, he, he wanted to shed some light on some of these uh, these artists that you may or may not know. And so what's the cool thing that ties that in? Ah, right? Yes. So. Uh, with purchase, if you, if you go to seanburns.bandcamp.com and uh, go to merch, he is selling a uh, set of hockey cards uh, that you can purchase uh, of some of these country superstars. So super and cool. They're, they're hand drawn and uh, they look pretty awesome. So yeah, you know. Uh, and it. he also he also plays bass uh, with one of the the finest uh, finest acts in the land, Corb Lund. Yeah. And the Hurtin' Albertans. Anyways, uh, Sean Burns and uh, Lost Country from the album Lost Country. This is the final word. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, our final word will be keep your stick on the ice and tune in next week on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Replaced by jealousy And I don't know who's been telling you The stories that you heard But if you don't trust me
much I care. 